You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. We like podcasting about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about setting New Year's resolutions or intentions or goals or whatever you want to call them. It's already January 2nd, so let's do it. (laughs) Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Laura. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steph. We didn't spend New Year's together this year, but we were together in spirit. I don't think for New Year's to ring in the holiday. Uh, I was in Niagara on the lake. That's nice. Uh, and it was really nice. I was at a yoga class. Really? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PYC had a like workshop, intention setting meditation yoga workshop from 10 until midnight. And oh. so that was, was different. It was the instructor's name Mike? No. Oh, okay. I know that there was, like, a um, PYC had an instructor called Mike who was going around and wanted to do some meditation workshops. uh, Yeah, so it was really cool. We just sort of did a lot of sweating and a little bit of intention setting and watched some meditation inspirational videos, and it was a really cool, different way to sort of celebrate, so... That was cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But today we're talking about 2014. I don't know about you, yeah. but I'm super happy that it's 2014. I just, I don't like odd numbers. So even numbers <laughs> are better. That's <laughs> so really funny. I'm really excited. Plus it's a multiple of seven. Um, and seven is my lucky number. So this is going to be great. Okay. Well, I have put no thought into that. Um... <laughs> Yes, it's going to be good. So, New Year's resolutions or goals or intentions, the terminology is getting all fuzzy lately because a couple years ago I decided that objectionable, what is the word I'm looking for? Actionable goals, smart goals were the way to go and that if I set really, really specific goals, that was way better. And so I had a couple of years there where I just set really, really specific goals. And then I think last year I sort of got a little bit further away from that. And I said, no, you know, maybe I want to set um, goals by the month because that way I'll know how I'm feeling each month when I set them. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm all about intentions. I think I'm yeah. less about the actionable goals, which is sort of really weird for me because when I was talking to my family about it, they're like, oh, I'm sure Stephanie has like numbers and lists and everything because I usually say whatever yeah. in really specific point form, but I'm not into that. What about you? I'm, I think generally I'm the same as you. I really, I like having really specific actionable goals. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that even if I set intentions for the year, that I'm going to end up making, I sort of go on like goal setting rampages where I like put them on <laughs> post-it notes and like stick them all around like my room and uh, I come up with new goals kind of periodically throughout the year. So goals for me usually aren't a big New Year's thing, but I like the idea of setting intentions for the New Year a lot. Last year I set goals for the New Year and I actually achieved all of them um, except for um, my intention of meditating every day fell off by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
other than that, like it works pretty well for me, but I don't, I don't think that that's how I'm going to approach things this year. Yeah, but that's the great thing is that we can change it up every year based on what we're feeling. Um, I think I still love the idea of setting goals, but I think right now I just, there's so many unknowns about what my life is going to look like for 2014 that setting goals feels a little bit, it would feel a little too arbitrary. So setting intentions or feelings for the year is much better. And then approaching it in small, smaller chunks, like by the quarter or something is, um, is making more sense to me at the moment. But do you have any tools that you love to set goals or, I mean, not even new year's goals, but at any point. Yeah. So last year, what really worked for me when I was in the goal setting mood for the year was, um, no meat athlete uses a really good template. And I know I talk about him all the time. I think that (laughs) he sounds, it sounds like a website that's supposed to be super single serving. Like it's just vegan ultra runners, but it's not at all. Like it's for anybody who is interested in progress and goal setting. Um, and he had a really good template that I used last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you state what your goal is, and then you have to answer um, a, a series of questions about that goal. So, for example, why is it so important that I accomplish this goal now? Uh, what resources do I have going for me? What resources do I need? And how can I start today um, on like making my way towards this goal? And I found it really helpful to go through that process and to actually be forced to answer like, why is this goal so important to me? And also knowing what you have going for you and like where you have to go next in order to have progress on it. I thought that that made things really clear. So I really liked that. And we'll definitely link that to uh, that page in the show notes if I can find it. Yeah, for sure. I really like the question, why is this important to do now? Because I think sometimes we have all of these big goals for our future and then we can kind of get carried away. I think there's a saying like we underestimate how much we can do in five years, but we overestimate how much we can do in a single year. Um, I don't remember where I read that. I'll try and find it. But I think it's totally true. Sometimes we have all of these really big goals, but it's unrealistic to think we can achieve every single goal that we have for our lives in one single year. Yeah. Um, So that's a good question for sure to sort Mm -hmm. of call you out on your, on your stuff. (laughs) You're like, why are you setting this goal really? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, getting down to what your motivation truly is. Like, is your motivation external or is it internal? Because I don't know, this year I think we should be focusing much more on the internal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, that seems like a great tool. I think having, knowing what you want, but also knowing why you want what you want is really important. And that kind of leads me right into my really exciting thing for this year. I was so excited about it. Um, so there's this fabulous lady named Danielle Laporte. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. She's one of the trifecta of awesome best friends that includes Marie Forleo, Chris Carr, and <laughs> Danielle Laporte. And they're just like, awesome badasses Chris Carr is writing a new book I know you can (laughs) I'm so excited I also haven't Um, read anything that she's written already has she written get on that crazy really good okay well now she's coming out with crazy sexy woman I think yeah Mm -hmm. which sounds more interesting to me (laughs) um anyway so Danielle Laporte she's always been really cool and she released this book in the past year called the desire map and the way i found out more about it was through a marie forleo video actually she had she interviewed danielle and danielle really like laid out 
all everything that it's about. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but the gist of it is that it's sort of a revolutionary way to set goals because you're focusing, her thesis is that when you set a goal, you're not chasing a goal, you're chasing the feeling that you think you're going to have when you achieve that goal. And so instead of focusing on the the goals themselves, you should focus on the feelings. And when you do that, it sort of changes your whole mindset. And it really does because you sort of can get really clear, like we were talking about, on what your motivations are. So instead of it being external motivation or you're trying to prove something or you're trying to take all the boxes, if you're focusing on how you want to feel, maybe there are other ways that you can feel that way besides this goal that you've had in your mind for so long. And I think one of the things that really struck me is she says, like, the journey should matter just as much as the result, which we apply in so many other areas of our lives. But I think in goal setting, sometimes we forget because often when we say, I'm going to achieve this goal no matter what, it becomes this drive because we're all ambitious people and we all want to achieve so much in our lives mm-hmm. but sometimes we lose sight of you know if if trying to chase the goal feels yeah. bad then what's the point of achieving the goal like if you're doing it at any cost and you're staying up way too late and you're yeah neglecting everything else in your life so that was really big for me when I when I read that yeah I think that's all about like um what has sort of recently uh, been the most recent trend in terms of uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, in terms of like body image and stuff, or when it comes yeah. to weight loss, it's like art um, having people realize that like the journey and like feeling happy day to day is actually what's important. You're not necessarily going to feel happy once you get to some arbitrary goal, um, right? So that was sort of what came to mind when we were talking about that. Yeah, because she says, like, um, if you're over planning it, it's really going to kill all of your possibilities and your magic, right? Like, if you are not open to other mm-hmm. other opportunities because you're just focused on this one goal that you set at the beginning of the year, you might miss out on a lot of things. So her thing is to set your core desired feelings. So mm-hmm. you work through this workbook that she leads you through, and you... Uh, do a lot of work with looking up words in the dictionary and finding definitions that really resonate with you. And you come up with, um, she suggests, between three and five core desired feelings. And those are the ways that you're going to sort of structure your whole life and all of your goals. And so um, I just love that idea because that way throughout the year, you know that you want to feel these three to five ways. Um, Of course, there are more, but you choose three, sort of try and condense it. And that way, everything you do, every goal you set, you sort of say, is this going to help me feel one of these ways? And if, and that, that leaves it open, right? It's not a specific goal. If you want to change your mind halfway through, because it no longer is making you feel that way, then it's totally fine. You don't have to feel guilty or like you failed by changing Mm -hmm. your mind because you have this overarching structure. So I just love that idea of, hi, Rocky. Uh, (laughs) I just love that idea of sort of finding themes or intentions instead of the goals themselves, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shoot, my dog just distracted me. (laughs) 
um, what I was going to say was I think that that's one of the shortcomings when it comes to smart goals. So we, mm -hmm. we talked about it a bit before, but for those of uh, you who are unfamiliar with SMART, uh, it's all about setting goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, related, and time-bound. Mm -hmm. And one of the shortcomings that I find with it is the related portion. Because I don't think that your goals need to be necessarily related to a field that you want to excel in um, and or relevant in that sense. But when you put it in terms of like your goals should be related to the feelings you want to achieve, I think yeah. that that makes so much more sense um, mm -hmm. when it comes to goal setting, especially if the ultimate objective is your happiness. Right, like the primary objective should be feeling good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she says over and over and over again in her book, and it's so true. Yeah, okay. I think that's a really good way to look at it, of incorporating, because she doesn't say don't set goals. She totally doesn't. Mm -hmm. She says set goals in the framework of your feelings. So I love that way that we can bring in the smart goal setting structure, which I've always really liked, um, and sort of incorporate it with this more holistic life style focused uh, way of setting goals that's really good that's sort of like a synergy i like yeah. that it mm -hmm. makes it feel like it's not all um different things you can sort of combine them yeah so this is sort of a little bit different but um i just finished reading the startup of you uh and it's a book put together by the creators of linkedin okay. uh, so they also have their hands in a lot of startups around silicon valley um, and it was a really good book. Um, it, it's really it's really about how to approach your career and your life as an entrepreneur would. Um, and it's really interesting. It's all about finding what your core competencies are. So what is it that you're good at that you have a competitive advantage over other people on? And what are your passions? And bringing those things together and like how to keep your network strong not just in terms of like the schmoozy definition of networking but <laughs> really just investing in your relationships yeah um, because having a diverse network is how you are introduced to new opportunities um, right. and like learning when to assess risk or how to assess risk and when you should take risk and when you should be a little more conservative about taking risk and even how to even how we perceive risk in terms of um, what we perceive to be more stable jobs versus jobs where people are always hustling and always getting things done. So for anyone who's looking to set career goals, I think that book was really interesting. And at the end of each chapter, it even lists um, like steps that you should take this week, this month, um, and like today, I think. Um, so that was really good. And I think we have a lot of friends right now who are just starting their careers yep and so that's definitely a recommended read from me i have another one too rocky it's okay i have one um i'm reading the defining decade right now yeah and i'm almost at the end and it's by a psychologist i don't know if you've seen her ted talk it's an excellent ted talk meg j uh she's a clinical psychologist and she talks about how your 20s are basically the defining decade of your life. A lot of important things happen and you shouldn't really be slacking through them. You should be taking um, conscious decisions. And a lot of the stuff you were talking about there really reminded me of it. I won't go into too much detail, but definitely give it a read or at least watch her TED Talk. She's awesome. And just a lot of really good kind of perspectives. It's very relatable and mm -hmm. it just gives you a little bit more 
perspective on your 20s, I guess. It's awesome that we're in our 20s and there's a book for us. Yeah. No, exactly. I think we have so many resources at our fingertips and sometimes, you know, we forget to go looking for them. We get confused between, like, self-help and inspirational, I think. Uh, Yeah, although I've never been afraid of self-help. I read self-help books like it's candy. Really? (laughs) No, well, sometimes. (laughs) I was always made fun of in high school for reading self-help books, but... I don't mind. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, okay. So once you've sort of gotten some of those resources, you've done a little soul searching, you maybe set a few actionable goals based on how you want to feel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then how do we keep ourselves motivated to achieve the goals that we have? Um, you do it. So I, like I mentioned before, I'm really big on post-it notes. And... <laughs> And yeah, just like leaving little reminders for myself, like that's a big one. Um, no Meat Athlete talks about linking your new habits that you're trying to form to old habits. So for example, if you wanted to use meditation, um, do it either first thing in the morning, so you wake up and you do it, or do it right after you brush your teeth uh, when right. you're going to bed, something like that, so that you always have like some sort of trigger it's not just when I have time because then you just put it off um yeah. so that's like yeah so that's uh, one way to go about it for me I set um I've talked about Todoist before it's an online um to-do list mm-hmm. um app. that app type thing um and so I've set it so once a month um it reminds me to look at my goals that I set for the year so I had, remember that PDF I put together with No Meat Athletes template, and then it was just like once a year I'd read through it, and it took five minutes, but it was nice to remind myself, like, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this now? Right. Um, type thing and try to check in and see where I was at. So that that's kind of how I went about my goals this year. What about you? That's good. Um, well, for my core desired feelings, once I set them, then I gave myself reminder so I have a reminder app on my phone and so I can set it to do it every whatever so I just randomly selected times of the day so in the morning when I wake up um, at 10 or whatever it says like connection which is like one of my core desired feelings and so it just sort of reminds me throughout the day at random times like okay you want to feel this way so like try and feel more joyful or whatever so that's been good. I've really liked that because you get the reminder and even if you don't really pay attention to it and you're doing something else, it sort of triggers something in your head anyway. Yeah. What's something that app like called? That. Well, I have a reminder app built into my into my phone, but you could do it with Todoist. You could do it with um, your iCal oh, okay. or you could do mm-hmm. it with like any sort of calendar app. You basically set it as an appointment, right? And then you tell it to remind yeah. you about your appointment mm-hmm. every day. So um, that's been good. Um, yeah, I like I like the post-it note idea. I like writing it in my agenda at the top of the page or the bottom of the page or something, yeah. like what your goals are. Um, I have a blog, and often when I set goals, I would have, like, check-ins every once in a while to see how I was doing with it, or it gives me a motivation to keep posting about goals that I've achieved or whatever. Um, I nominated you. Oh, thanks. Um, I asked some people to nominate me for the 2014 bloggies just to see if I would have a chance because I totally thought I could could win versus the last year's winner, but that's not very nice to say. Um, 
And then my reading goals I do on Goodreads. And then every time I log into Goodreads on the sidebar, it'll be like, either you're on track or you're three books behind. And then that really gets my butt in gear because I'm like, See, I don't want to be three books behind. I wanna be I'm not track. sure that would help me because once I fell far enough behind, once I was like eight books behind, I'd be like, okay, screw this. Like <laughs> I'm done with reading forever. Um, well, Rob. It, <laughs> I'm the truth, but I have been reading a lot. Um, That's good. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, TED Talk, uh, the dot B uh, TED Talk, where... The what? Dot B. Yeah, yeah. basically... I'm going to watch mean, it. It's actually a really long TED Talk, and I like it a lot. Um, it's a lot about just, like, getting centered and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the dot B is supposed to signify, like, stop and breathe. So... Oh, that's good. Yeah, so at the end of the TED Talk, he's talking about, like, people who started using it and, like, you just text it to a friend at a random point during the day. So uh, Ooh, I me, love that. Yeah. So Rada and me, Rada used to live with me in Montreal and went to McGill yeah. class. Uh, we'll still sometimes send each other that. Not periodically. It's usually like once every few months. Like I'll check my phone and I'll say like dot B, and it usually comes at a really good yeah. time. To yeah, it's crazy. Either way, like we'll do it, and the other person will be like, "I really needed that right now." So I don't know whether that's just you get a sixth sense for when somebody needs to stop and breathe, or whether we just always need to stop and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll start including you on those. Cause, um, yeah, nice, I love it's that. It's a nice reminder. Yeah, it's kind of like that child's pose thing. Um, Laura sent oh, yeah. me a link to a video or she tweeted about it or something. Um, it's a women's clo athletic clothing company, but they created this amazing holiday season video where all of these women are having really stressful things happen to them. Like their tone, their phone falls in the toilet and they can't open it. My favorite is they can't open a package of scissors because they don't have scissors. <laughs> um, because they're trying to open anyway it was really really clever um but i sent my mom the link and then a couple times during the holiday season i mean i didn't too too much because i didn't want to be really annoying but um when she was really stressed out i would just say like child's pose child's pose just do child's pose <laughs> and it's just it's a really good reminder without being really naggy or anything you can just sort of remember um yeah. what else is a good way i don't know um having a list of them near your bed or you can review them before you go to bed your goals or um there there are places where you can stay accountable online um i can't think of any names off the top of my head but there are ones where you pledge money to achieving a certain goal and if you if you don't achieve the goal they give that money to a charity that you absolutely hate the aims of or like an organization that you hate the aims of <laughs> um like so, like, um, Monsanto? <laughs> yeah, so for you, it could be Monsanto, or it could be, um, you know, like, anti-gay marriage or anti-abortion or whatever you want to choose. And then they basically <laughs> donate that money in your name to an organization you hate. Um, so that one's really funny. Or there are ones where you just have a community of people and then you're held accountable based on, like what you've declared to be your goal, which always sort of freaks me out. But if you're really desperate to achieve a goal, it might be a good thing to yeah. look into. So we'll find some of those links and put them in the show notes as well. Well, so it's, not just on, it's not just online. I think telling people your goals helps you stay accountable to them. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and I, I think that also 
might be a lot easier for specific measurable goals, like your right. SMART goals. Like, if I tell you my intention for 2014 is to be happy, like, I don't know if, <laughs> like, I don't know if telling you that is going to keep me accountable. Right? right. But for something measurable, like, I think my only measurable goal this year is, like, I really want to master my handstand. Yeah. Um, and, like, telling you that could help me stay accountable because you know that that's on my list of things to do. Um, right. Because people yeah. will ask you about it and, like, how's it going with that. And exactly. That, my my yeah. other goals are much more intention-like. That's um, good. Do you yeah. feel like sharing any? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So one of them is uh, I have an intention to have at least one meaningful conversation every day. Oh, I like that one. Um, and I think that that's, it's vague, uh, but I think it's so important when you think, like, going through an entire day without having a meaningful conversation sounds really sad. Um, yeah, and it's not like um, the meaningful conversation has to be about the meaning of life. Like, there are many different things that can be meaningful to a person, and also, it doesn't have to be two hours long. You can have a really, really short but meaningful conversation. Yeah, no, I like exactly. that one a lot. I think a meaningful a meaningful conversation in that it's an investment in your friendship mm -hmm. or yeah or like something you make somebody's day one of them that I said that was related was that like if I have a compliment give it um oh I so like that too if I see a lady on the bus and I think her nails are really cool like just even telling her because yeah. maybe that would make her day and like keeping it to myself isn't necessarily making anyone any happier Right. Um, so that's one. Um, and then also just like having an open heart to people and opportunities. It was like something I started doing in the final months of 2013, and I think it's been paying off for me so far. So uh, keeping that up in 2014, it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Sweet. Um, well, I have my reading goal, as always. I want to read 75 books again this year. I made it in 2013, although I had a lot more free time because I was traveling, so I want to see if I can do it while I don't have as much free time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big one. I want to post on my blog more. I feel like I've been neglecting it, and it's one of my favorite things to do, so just remembering that and like devoting the time to that um, is important to me. I want to edit my possessions down even more because I feel like I still have way too much stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I want to travel more. Um, making that resolution is big because even though I went on a big trip, since I've been back, it's starting to feel like, oh, well, I'm back and it's expensive to travel. And I want to stay out of that mindset and visit yeah. friends and be able to reach out to friends that I don't live close to anymore and see them. Those are all really yeah. big. And I'm but still you know in the what? process of setting more. I, I, yeah. Oh, no. I, I listed like three or four of I've got a whole page. Of oh, nice. <laughs> 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 but um, I was reading a piece on XOJ the other night uh, where this woman basically argued that you don't need to justify spending money on yourself. I mean, as long as you can afford it. So it, when it came to her wanting to take a trip by herself to Italy and her friends all took the approach, like, well, you work so hard, you definitely deserve it. She kind of argued that it's not about whether you deserve to be spending that money on yourself. Um, that it's just something that you should be able to do. Right, like treating yourself well is just, you don't yeah. have to explain that. 
yeah, exactly. Like the alternatives is saving money for your future, which is also important. Savings important, but if you have a good financial sense um, or you have money set aside for your future, being able to invest in the present is also important. Totally, I like yeah. that a lot. So I'll live it up, twenty fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind with my travel resolutions. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I think we've gone over like a lot of material in this podcast, and it's all good, yeah. and you've inspired me, and hopefully we've given people some other ideas about how they can set their goals in 2014. Oh, I love goal setting. Me too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm looking forward to this podcast going live. And I really, like, I'm going over to Life in Limbo right now to see everything that you've talked about for, like, the upcoming year. Because I think that that's one of the, like, I feel like goal special goal setting is your specialty. Oh, man. I got to <laughs> live up to my, my reputation this year. I don't have as many. Yeah. All right. I have to do a whole post on my desired feelings and everything. So you'll get lots of info. Don't worry. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye, Laura. Bye. Thanks for see listening, you everyone. Bye.